to Minute 99 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today once again is James Wilson of the Blogging by Simulite website. Welcome back, James. Thank you very much, Rob. Appreciate it. All right. This has been a great week. Let's, let's keep it going. This is a lot of fun. So, uh, episode 99 begins with Danny pleading with Willie and goes all the way till the point where Danny explains what his what what his plan actually is. So this scene basically uh, continues from the, the, the scene that we started yesterday where Danny tries to get out in the middle of the night. Basically, this, this entire minute discusses that. We, we get an entire minute of Charles Bronson and, and John Layton discussing the, the pros and cons of... Of, of, of trying to, to get out via a tunnel or trying to get out under the wire or through the wire, however you want to look at it. And we get Charles Bronson's version of his origin story, when I was a boy. <laughs> That's right. I mean, this this is a very dialogue-driven uh, uh, minute because it's just the conversation between two of them. But they're, they're, they're not as quiet as they probably should be. <laughs> no. No. That's always a slight problem. Danny, we're still in a prisoner of war camp. Uh, yes. Danny says to Willie, stop, just leave me alone. Now, the, the, the interesting thing here is, is that the two of them, we've seen throughout the entire movie, that these are two peas in a pod. They're, they're, they're the best of friends. They work together on everything. Even on the first day or first 20 minutes that they're in the, the camp, uh, there's, there's the telling scene where, where Danny asks Willie for cigarettes. And, and yeah. he just pulls out and gives it to him, showing that, that they're, they're sharing things. This isn't – you'd think that, that anyone who's in a prison camp is going to care of themselves first. But here you see uh, – you're able to see throughout the movie how close the two of these, are, the, these guys are. You know, nothing gets between them. It just amazes me that this is the first time that Willie's heard any of this. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me this exactly. Now. You waited. You waited till, till you've gone through 17 escape attempts before you told me this. Now, in in the original script, it's even it's it's even funnier because they I think they said that he did 70. This was his 76th uh, escape attempt, which yeah, obviously for, for for good reason they changed to 17. The seven tunnel. Sorry, not not his escape attempt. Yeah, 17 tunnel. Uh, probably given the way he tried to get out on the uh, hay wagons. At the beginning, with the you know with the with the pitchforks, we're talking about also unsuccessful sort of ad libbed on the fly escaped attempts. Yeah, there's no question about that. But that the, the if the two of them are so close, they they should have had a conversation at some point over the let's say year or two years that they've been together, you know, in in the, the camp for. For for I mean obviously this is this is all for us it's not for yes. it's not for Willie yes it's for the audience to, to to get a better understanding as to to the things that people are willing to do in order to try and escape right in order to, to you know the the fact that he's claustrophobic and that he's always been claustrophobic now it would have been very you know if he would have explained you know if if he had his reasons why he thinks he's claustrophobic because he basically only says when i was a boy you know i hated go and feared going into little rooms closets or caves he never really explains you know that 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 when i was a kid i went into a cave and there was a bear and uh, you know i don't know you know usually usually the trauma comes from something uh, you might not know what the trauma comes from obviously 
But I think it would have been interesting if he would have said, if he would have given more of a, a reason. Because, I mean, Charles Bronson, he's 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 the, the 70s action, action hero. You know, in the 60s, he, he's, he's also got some great gruff roles. You know, you got him in the Magnificent Seven. You have him here. You have him in one of your favorite movies. What's about the West? West. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the, the, there are plenty of, of, of movies with Charles Bronson where he is... You know the the you know, he he's the the Schwarzenegger of 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 his time. Yes. You know he was he was the the actor that they put in all of the in in any movie where you needed I guess you could say a normal a, a, a normal everyday man placed in a uh, in in an action situation. So I guess Schwarzenegger is not the right example. I guess maybe more like yeah. a Bruce Willis. More like that. It it it's sort of yeah. He's he's not typically handsome. Which is why he started his career playing gangsters and thugs, uh, like in Pat and Mike and and um, Mystery of the Wax Museum. He was also uh, a great character actor, which is where John Sturgis picked him up uh, and started putting him in his movies as well. Right. I mean, I, 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 first of all, it still always amazes me to think about the fact that, that, you know, Charles Bronson... He he usually plays uh, foreign characters, yeah. but but he was born in Pennsylvania. Yes, you know he's not he's he's, he's as as uh, American as he gets. Yes, uh, you know here he plays a, a Polish character, and in the Dirty Dozen he also plays I think a Polish character. Yeah. In the Magnificent Seven, and and Once Upon a Time in the West, he he's he seems like he's, he's a Mexican. Mixed yeah, right. He's not he, he's not your typical American. Uh, but 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 he actually, as opposed to uh, James Coburn, is actually able to play the foreigner quite well. Yeah, James Coburn has has a little bit of trouble playing playing the Australian here. Well, he was cast late, so you know. either way, you know, I don't. They could have they could have easily changed the character from being Australian to something else. But they were, I think, they were trying to make it seem more the more California. international. <laughs> well, Richard Harris, you know. No, Richard. Ha- no, Richard Harris. That that was Richard Harris was supposed to play uh, Roger. Oh, are you kidding? Not Sedgwick. Richard Attenborough took over the, car- the, the 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 role that that Richard Harris was supposed to play. I can't see it. I cannot see it. But uh, I, I I think I probably could see it. But again, no no one no. I think Attenborough plays this part perfectly. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll we'll we can talk a little bit more about Attenborough tomorrow when when we actually get to see we him. Get to see him, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll hold off that discussion on Attenborough until tomorrow. We'll we'll discuss Richard Harris and uh, and Attenborough tomorrow. Uh, the when it's funny you should say the thing about uh, James Coburn because I used to teach a, a post production class and one of the movies that we did where we basically stripped out all the sound and put it back together was The Great Escape, and they asked me to play Sedgwick uh, to provide the voice of Sedgwick, and I said, "All right, but." This time it's going to be a consistent Australian accent. <laughs> ah, you can you can do an Australian accent really well. No, but I said it was ah, going to okay. be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny, Danny, and Willie are are both arguing physically and verbally throughout this whole scene. I mean, they're punching each other, and and I think there's one point where one of them kicks the other one. Also, it's like they they, they look like two rowdy teenagers. You know, having having a you know a yeah, he punches a route, a he punches Danny in the nose. Yeah, <laughs> and almost hits the barracks. 
which which would have made a lot of noise also. Would yeah, certainly would have made a lot of noise because they were using the uh, the, the the standard uh, face face slap hit that they used in uh, sound effects libraries. Yeah, hey, come on, he really punches him in the face. Wow, <laughs> and then he pulls him back, and and uh, you know he he holds the wire cutters, and he looks like he's about to really just give him just clobber him. With, yeah. with the wire cutters, you know, <laughs> which and, and it, it takes and a lot of, of it takes a lot of restraint to to not do that. <laughs> but you know, you, you think, okay, what are they? They're at this point where they're they're hitting each other. Um, what are they going to do if they actually knock the other guy out? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Drag him back because that's going to make a lot of noise as well. Um, you know, or or even or even draw blood or. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there was a lot of blood there already, but uh, you know, for crying out loud, it's like you're making noise. I mean, those guard towers are manned, so and they're in the middle of the woods. So in this is in this big plain, and it's like the sound carries. So what are you making all the noise for? And yeah. <laughs> can we do this sort of voce, guys? <laughs> Stage whisper? If you want. <laughs> Again, I think that's the audience, but still, yeah, <laughs> it's very inconsistent with what they should be doing. You know, they, they, they should be a little quieter <laughs> to what they're, they're discussing, you know. And uh, again, when he punches him in the nose, so he hits the he hits the wall. There there are sounds, and I mean we we know that they they're they they have uh, guards patrolling with dogs too. I mean this isn't just something. It, yeah, something's a little strange here. You know about the the fact that I mean again I, I understand why we need the scene. It's a very important scene. You know to to to, to tell us that that you know you can you can be one of the the tunnel kings but you can at the same time be very claustrophobic yeah <laughs> 17 times rob exactly that's right 17 no 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 sorry it was 17 but he started three tunnels oh, here, so God, he's already yes. up to 20 uh no sorry he's up to 19 because 17 was the the first one Tom was 17, Dick? and then you have, uh, right. you know, 19. Dick and Harry. So, so 19, all right. Uh, but still, that that's a, a nice amount of tunnels to dig. Now, and also, we're, when, when uh, Tom was found out, they said that, that uh, they were close to 300 feet. That's a very, very long distance, you know, for someone claustrophobic to be, to be dealing with, especially since uh, we get to see that, yeah. that there are numerous cave-ins, you know that even even cavens that 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 Danny yeah. himself needs to deal with. Uh, it's all quite interesting, you know that that, yeah. that this now comes out the the whole fact that these. So uh, what the prospect. the question is is the question is is whether any time he had a chance to get out via tunnel he decided to to, to yeah. go out under the wire instead because again if he's if he's dig, if he's dug already sixteen tunnels in previous camps that he's been in, you know were any of them successful. In getting out. Now we we know that at the beginning von Luger goes through the whole roster of characters and says how many times each of them get out. 
Mm-hmm. He does mention Danny at that point. I don't remember the exact amount of times. Maybe he just said four times for for Danny. I'm not really sure. I mean, the, the, yeah, many, he did many try escape to get There's no question about you, it. You got the impression he was a he was a veteran, but uh, on the other hand, no. So so let's catalog the number of things we find wrong with this. <laughs> number one, number one, Willie and Danny might have mentioned this before. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, they're making a lot of noise in the middle of the camp, the middle of the night. Number three, they're hitting each other when uh, the 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 ultimate end of hitting each other is going to end up making even more noise than they wanted. Was there anything anything else particularly uh, weird about this scene? I think that's enough, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we, we discussed about the lighting yesterday. We talked about the the lighting because the lighting the lighting issues continue here. There's no question about yes. that. Yes, at least there's that one rotating uh, uh, light uh, that's that's manned in the guard tower, so you know it's sweeping across ever so often. But then we also mentioned that there were there were little uh, uh, out, outdoor lights that were staggered uh, every other barracks. Right. One of which they run right under, supposedly. Because it's so simple to do so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You never really know. Run to the light, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the cinematographer said. It was, uh, Bruce Surtees was the cinematographer on this? No, the cinematographer on this movie was Daniel Fapp. Daniel Fapp. Are you, are you familiar with him? I have I've never heard that name before. Daniel Fapp. I think I've discussed this in the past. I think he, he won an Oscar for, for his work on West Side Story. Right. And it, looks, and it looks like he did a lot of things with John Sturgis. Yeah, he did Marooned also. Yep. Which which I love that movie. That's such a great, uh, it's just a fun movie that 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 came out at the. And Ice Station Zebra. Yes. And he did Flint. Yep. And uh, so with Coburn. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see, uh, Bachelor Flat, which I believe was with, uh, 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 I think, that was with uh, Garner. No, no, I'm thinking it's wrong. Which one? Bachelor Flat. No. No, no, no. You're thinking. I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of. The one with Tony Randall and oh. uh, Howard Morris and Howard no, Duff. I, was th- I, 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 I saw it not too long ago on uh, Turner, and I was going, oh, that's interesting. Right. No, I, 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 thought, Novak, you were, I thought you were talking about Boys Night Out. I thought that's what you were Yes, Boys to. Night Out. That's it. Yep. Tony Randall's in Boys Night Out? I didn't remember that. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Kim Novak. Yep. A very interesting movie that, that has some very strange – it's like The Apartment – you know, there's certain it's things. Really there's certain things bizarre. that exactly, there's certain things that they just gloss over in, throughout the, uh, <laughs> the the whole <laughs> the way that the story moves along. You know, and and here they you know in, in Boys and Out they they make it seem as if it's all in the name of science. <laughs> yes, sociology. <Bizarre. laughs> Mr. Yes, Daniel Fapp, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Right, because I, I can't find where they, they, they mention the, the, the number of times that, that he tries to escape. He, he does mention it. In the movie, it's, it, it is mentioned. Von Luger mentioned, discusses the number of attempts that, that all of the various characters tried to, you know, tried to get out. And he, he mentioned Valinsky. There's no question about that. Here we go. Ashley Pitt, Ives, Willie. Willie, tried, uh, Willie was known to have participated in digging of 11 escape, escape tunnels. Okay, okay, Walensky, only four escapes. 
That's it. So that, that's actually not very many. You know, he's 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 yeah. done sixteen still six, sixteen titles before he reached here, and he only got out four times. So I guess it's uh, you know he's he's batting two fifty, as they say. <laughs> you know, when it comes I, that's uh, there's, there's 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 a great quote from from a John Cusack movie, The Martian. Uh, the Motion Boy or something like that, where where he discusses about baseball as to why baseball is the greatest game in the world. Because you can you can fail two thirds of the time and still be one of the greatest uh, players in exactly. the exactly. I think it's Martian Child, and the quote is, "You know what's really cool about baseball? You know what I love about baseball? Baseball is the only sport where you can fail seventy percent of the time and still be great. It's about trying hard and never ever ever giving up." Just think about it. If you get a hit three out of every ten times you're at bat, you're really good. If you do it a little better than that, you're a little bit better than that. Maybe 3.2, 3.3 times, you're great. And you could be a star, and you're going to make it into the show. And if you do that on the big show, you're a superstar. So, again, the idea that we're, we're here we're talking about digging tunnels, but if you're able to get out four of 16 tunnels, uh, that, that that's pretty impressive because you're, you're, you're – you know, you're 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 getting close to perfection. <laughs> yes, but the but the ultimate but the ultimate triumph is that you keep getting to do it. <laughs> Wait, in, you're talking about digging tunnels or playing baseball? <laughs> digging tunnels, escaping from prisoner of war camps. All right. Well, you have anything else to say about this minute? I think we're good. Uh, I think we've I think we've uh, slaughtered this scene. <laughs> I, I think I think they did it on their own, and we're we're just pointing it out. I think that's more like what, what more likely the the case here. So, Jimmy, you want to once again tell everyone how they can get in touch with you? Sure, you can always reach. Uh, well, you can't reach me. You can read me at Blogging by Cinema Light, uh, which is my movie blog, and uh, I occasionally do things for the large association of blogs too. And uh, we'll see you there. All right, great. And uh, you can get in touch with us by uh, going to our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. You can send us an email, thegreatminute at gmail.com. You can visit our Facebook group, The Kula. And you can write to us on Twitter at uh, greatescapemxm. So, Jim, you want to come back tomorrow, finish off the week with us? Let's do it. All right, excellent. So, until tomorrow, enjoy your Thursday, everyone, and tally ho. Tally ho.